I reached out to the FBI. Again, they did not respond. They're refusing to call this what it is. This is domestic terror. There have been over 270 attacks on pro-life entities. This is the Daily Signal podcast for Monday, March 20th. I'm Virginia Allen, and that was Reverend Jim Harden, the CEO of the pro-life center Compass Care in Buffalo, New York. In June, the radical pro-abortion group Jane's Revenge took responsibility for firebombing the pro-life center and spray-painting the words, Jane was here on the side of the building. Just last week, that same pregnancy center was attacked again. Hardin joins the show today to explain what happened and what response he's received from the FBI and DOJ following the attack. Stay tuned for our conversation after this. Are you looking for an easy and entertaining way to keep up with the news you care about? The Daily Signal and Heritage Foundation YouTube channels offer interviews with policy experts on the most critical issues and debates America is facing today, as well as short explainer videos that break down complex issues and documentaries that dive deep into the ways policy actually impacts people. Go ahead and subscribe to both the Daily Signal and Heritage Foundation YouTube channels today. You can search for either on your YouTube app or visit youtube.com slash Heritage Foundation and youtube.com slash Daily Signal. More than 80 pro-life pregnancy centers have been attacked since last May in the lead up to the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. Compass Care in Buffalo, New York, is one of those pro-life pregnancy centers. Last June, Compass Care was firebombed, and the words, Jane was here, were spray-painted on the side of the building. The group, Jane's Revenge, took responsibility for that attack, and late Wednesday night, Compass Care Pregnancy Center was attacked yet again. Compass Care CEO Reverend Jim Harden joins us here today to explain what happened. Reverend Harden, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for having me. It's an honor to be with you again. Late on Wednesday night, your building was vandalized for the second time in less than a year. Tell us what happened. Yeah, so um, if I could back up, we actually notified the FBI on February 20th, February 20th, that we were concerned about uh, increasing uh, violence ahead of the U.S. court district uh, ruling that could overturn the FDA's approval of chemical abortion drug mifepristone. Uh, we started to see some uptick in online chatter uh, around it. And similar to what we saw uh, uh, on the lead up to the reversal of Roe after the leak of the Dobbs case. I asked the FBI at that point if they were going to be issuing any kind of uh, threat alert to Christian pro-life people and organizations and whether or not they're going to be adding protection, uh, security protection to that judge. They did not respond. We started to see an increase uh, of, of activity further uh, last week, uh, specifically around violent rhetoric, even so far as uh, we saw Hanoi Jane Vonda coming out in The View on Friday, essentially saying a, a solution to pro-life people would be to murder them. A few hours later, uh, Antifa, Jane's Revenge, Antifa uh, violently vandalized a pregnancy center in Minneapolis. 
breaking the windows and putting uh, graffiti, you know, their signature graffiti threats on the on the on the building, saying if abortion isn't safe, then neither are you. Several hours after that, the Antifa James Revenge people showed up boldly in front of that particular facility with their black block masks, etc., protesting again. Um, the the FBI and the, the police said they can't find anybody related to that, but all they need to do is take pictures of the protesters. Uh, <clears throat> and then uh, we had the hearing. The hearing happened on Wednesday and uh, with that particular court case. And uh, it, it was leaked to the Washington Post that the judge was concerned about the, the increased uh, threats, uh, death threats to him, his family, and his court staff uh, in the lead up to this particular uh, the hearing. So uh, that day... We, we were attacked again with vandalism. Uh, it was a typical kind of Jane's Revenge uh, graffiti scrawl uh, splayed out over the entire sign, which was said liars. Now, this is a typical um, accusation that <clears throat> Antifa Jane's Revenge uses against pro-life people. They insist that we're providing misinformation, that we're harming women, that we're lying to them. And that we're going to make them a permanent socioeconomic underclass by forcing them to have their babies according to our Christian religious beliefs. Um, this is, again, this is a typical kind of uh, Antifa, Maoist Antifa pattern uh, that we're seeing, we're seeing cropping up again. So I reached out to the FBI again yesterday asking them if they were going to issue any additional uh, threat alerts like they did for the Jewish community in New Jersey on November 3rd. Again, they did not respond. They're refusing to call this what it is. This is domestic terror. There have been over 270 attacks on pro-life entities, specifically targeting pro-life entities from this domestic terror group, Jane's Revenge, which is related, as we now know, to Antifa. So uh, we're, you know, we're, we're in a very, very precarious situation right now. Um, and we're, we're concerned that there, there's more violence to come, but the DOJ and the FBI are not engaging. So uh, we, we, did, we did provide them all of our video surveillance. Uh, they thanked us for it. And we also provided the video surveillance to the local police, um, and uh, they're treating it as criminal mischief, not as uh, domestic terror. Uh, our private investigators do believe that this is related to the firebombing on June 7th of that particular facility in Buffalo. And so uh, we're, we're currently amassing uh, more evidence so that we can, we can drop the case right in the lap of the FBI so that they're forced to have to make an arrest. So after the attack in June, what action has been taken? Has the FBI been in touch with you all, at least as it relates to that case? <laughs> yes, um, but only after Ted Cruz and 39 other senators uh, and congressmen sent an open letter to Christopher Wray demanding to know why, why the FBI has abdicated their duty. That was on uh, October 14th. I got a call from the FBI that day, three hours after the letter came out saying, hey, Jim, the FBI would like to talk to you. I said, okay, great. What would you like to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> what they wanted to talk about was essentially how we're portraying the FBI and the media. They were more interested in their reputation than they were in the investigation. Mm. And, you know, this is, we, we've been saying all along that the FBI has been slow walking this. And our, what, we, what we've been saying is being corroborated by whistleblowers within the FBI that came out even though as, as, as late as last week uh, saying that the, the FBI issued a, th a new threat tag uh, after the reversal of Roe in, in, in July. Uh, well, the reversal of Roe happened in June, but, but in July, 
President Biden issued a, an executive order to the DOJ asking them to look into what he called the um, fraudulent practices of pregnancy centers. Uh, the DOJ did respond but on July 12th. They created what's called the Reproductive Health Task Force, looking into what they called anti-abortion activity. And then the FBI created a threat tag. The threat tag was pro-life adherence. What that means is anybody who adheres to pro-life beliefs is they're going to be looking into that. And they encourage the FBI agents to look into what they called pregnancy centers. So they started to investigate us. And we know that, um, obviously, because they started to turn their investigative and arresting power on peaceful pro-life people like Mark Houck and others uh, with that uh, you know, uh, infamous Don SWAT raid at his house, putting his uh, wife and family under the gun. So um, they did reach out to us, uh, but it was only insofar as their reputation was concerned. And they, they offered me a deal, basically. The deal was, if you stop you know, pushing, on, pushing uh, up, up on the FBI with respect to the media, uh, we will add a $25,000 reward to uh, information leading to an arrest, and we will give you your video back. Hmm. Cool. But by, by the way, we still haven't gotten our video back. It's been, almost, it's been nine months now since the attack, the original attack, the firebombing, which injured two firefighters. We still have, do not have access to our own private video. Now, we, didn't, we weren't able to make a copy because it was on a hard drive, and the power was out because of the extent of the damage of the facility. So um, anyway... The, the FBI was really at that point investigating me. I, I, my, my, my attorney came in with, with me to the FBI's office and we looked at the video surveillance. And it was a funny experience. You ever, you know, when you're talking to somebody, when you're talking to in a group, you're just having a, a good time, you're having a conversation with, say, five, six, seven people, and one person is talking, and everybody in the group looks at that person who's talking. And then the conversation goes to another person, everybody looks at that person who's talking. Well, when I was at the FBI, um, we, we were, I was surrounded by agents uh, who were, you know, asking questions. And as the conversation continued, I realized that no one was looking at the person who was talking. They were all looking at me. But this is consistent with uh, with 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 what what we found happening with uh, the, the whistleblower uh, that came out. Uh, I think his name is Gar Garrett O'Boyle. Um, they're they're investigating pregnancy centers and people related to uh, you know any kind of pro life adherence. So this is uh, this is disconcerting because we've been saying all along that the DOJ has been intentionally deprioritizing these investigations into crimes, violent crimes against uh, pro life people. And so we decided to look into who's responsible for that. Well, the DOJ's um, Civil Rights Division is responsible for investigations into crimes against pro-life pregnancy centers. And the Civil Rights Division of the DOJ is run by uh, a woman named Kristen Clark. Kristen Clark is pro-defund the police. She is for uh, supporting Antifa BLM. And she is, on her own Twitter account, vehemently opposed to pro-life pregnancy centers. So you've got a major conflict of interest within the DOJ, and you've got Merrick Garland running cover for her, insisting that the DOJ is being perfectly uh, even-handed. Uh, and that, But the, the problem is that these crimes that are being perpetrated against these pro-life people are happening at night. And, of course, the FBI can't find anybody if they're perpetrating crimes at night. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's laughable. Uh, this is a Maoist Antifa insurgency that's happening, according to, uh, you know, Pentagon's irregular warfare expert who's just recently died. His name is Rich Higgins. Uh, it's consistent with fourth generation warfare. Uh, this is stuff that I had no idea even existed until uh, we, we were attacked and we became kind of the flashpoint. And by we, I mean the pro-life, Christian pro-life people. Um, we, why, are, why are we so controversial? 
All we do is provide ethical medical care and comprehensive community support to women facing unplanned pregnancy. Why is that controversial? Why are we the the the, the, the kind of flashpoint, the the, the the source of ire for all these um, Antifa pro boards? Um, and I think it's because of what we believe. We believe that uh, all people are made in the image of God and therefore equally valuable, that we are endowed by our creator, says the Declaration of Independence, not by our not by our government. We are endowed by our creator with certain inalienable rights, the right to life being the most uh, foundation. Obviously, uh, the, the one that presumes all other rights is the right to life. This is uh, so that that belief stands between freedom or a free country and the rule of law and tyranny. Uh, so we've got to find a way to get back to a uh, uh, civilized order. And uh, that means that the, the justice system n- needs to find a way to become blind again. It appears that the DOJ and the FBI have been politicized and they have been co-opted by a political narrative that's coming out of the Biden administration. And the Biden administration is responsible for the DOJ. They are. And, and the Senate Judiciary Committee and the House Judiciary Committee recognize that this, this injustice is happening. And uh, what we, we, we hope that they keep up the pressure because that is their statutory obligation uh, to, to maintain accountability over the DOJ uh, and the FBI's behavior. I believe, and this is what I said last week and I said it back in August, I believe that the FBI in particular uh, needs to be investigated. I believe the FBI in particular, that they need to be defunded or all the assets going to them need to be frozen. Uh, they need to possibly be dismantled, depending on the investigation, and rebuilt. And I say rebuilt because I believe we really do need an agency like the FBI. Uh, but but uh, President Biden mocked my comments um, at, a, at a speech in Philadelphia saying, did you hear that? Somebody wants to, uh, that's a good one. Somebody wants to defund the FBI. Well, he wants to defund local police and add funding to federal law enforcement, which is a classic Maoist Red Guard move. I mean, these people don't want the rule of law. They don't want this form of American government. Um, They would prefer a a Maoist Chinese government to a a constitutional rule of law. This is a, a, you know, look, I've said it before. I'll say it one more time. This is not about abortion. Well, all this, all this, all this activity that's happening that's swirling about us for these last nine months, all these attacks, this is not about abortion. This is about what a, a debate about what it means to be human. Uh, this is about what, what the future of our government will look like and the future of civilized order because the stated goal of Maoist Antifa, this is not, this is not my, this, these are not my interpretations or words, the stated goal of this multinational insurgency that has landed on the shores of the United States is to undermine the global civilized order. And to the extent that they see, um, the, that they see pregnancy centers or pro-life people as representing capitalism or Christianity, they will see us as a threat and a target to undermine and destroy. They, they seek to dismantle and destroy. And that's what they're doing right now with these waves. They come in waves. And what they do is they recruit, because this is according to our, our private investigators and uh, the other information we've gotten from uh, the Pentagon irregular warfare expert and others, uh, they, they, they recruit disaffected left-wing extremists like pro-abortion extremists, like transgender you know, mafia types, <laughs> like environmentalists, like what uh, Jane, Jane Fonda used to be, perhaps she still is. And then what they do is they, they unify them around anti-capitalistic um, ideas. And they'll embed these, these protest groups with violent aggressors. And then they'll, they'll move to what they call a direct action target in this, and, uh, under the cover of a peaceful protest. 
and then those, these violent aggressors will begin to foment violence, uh, and it'll come in waves. And the, the waves will get eventually stronger and stronger, and each wave will cause a, an additional recruitment and embolden uh, these actions. And that's exactly what we're seeing. We saw Jane Fonda come out, typical kind of uh, fourth-generation warfare move, inciting murder of pro-life people, and then she walks it back. These are FCC regulation violations. She should be, um, you know, she should be charged with violations. Uh, the view should be charged. People that are carrying the view should be charged. They should be. They should have their licenses revoked, and they should they should carry fines. And should, they, they have. They should, they should go to jail, quite frankly. But no one's holding them accountable. No one. Why? That is the question that why. Well, and, and Reverend Harden, I, I think we have to remember, of course, our laws, you know, not only is is vandalism and attacks on property, of course, illegal, but there is specifically a law called the FACE Act. The FACE Act stands for the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances Act. And this act prohibits the intentional damage or destruction of reproductive health care facilities, which includes pregnancy centers. So, you know, for for you all, for your staff, for the people in your community that use Compass Care, what are the implications when you all are attacked? How does that affect the people in your community that use your services and how does that affect your staff? Well, when when these kinds of activities occur, it creates a tremendous amount of angst. Um, it's it's there's there are intimidation tactics designed to get us to shut down. That's exactly the goal. That is Jane's revenge goal. That's Antifa's goal. That is the goal of Senator Elizabeth Warren and Hillary Clinton and uh, New York Governor Kathy Hochul and Letitia James, who is the Attorney General. These are, this is their stated goal. They want to shut us down. Mm-hmm. And these kinds of activities, the 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 the, the firebombings, uh, the, the 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 vilification, the rhetoric, um, the 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 this intimidation tactic with the uh, the graffiti on our sign. These these are, are very disquieting, and uh, you know we we do have concerns about how it impacts our patient load. Our patient load has gone down um, about thirty percent since the firebombing. You know, this has always been their intent, um, and and it is specifically in direct violation of the Face Act. But you notice that the DOJ does not list any of this any of these attacks as Face Act violations. Um, despite the fact that they have a website w- with a, a web page that's dedicated to reproductive health task force um, initiatives that they're investigating. None of this is listed. We've got over 80, 84 attacks now in pregnancy centers across the country. They don't list them at all. Um, you know, so it, it is disconcerting. It's disquieting. And I would say, furthermore, this 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 uh, this kind of activity is, is, I believe, what Jesus was talking about. I mean, they're calling us liars. We're clearly the ones telling the truth. Why do I say that? Because they don't want to have a debate. Anytime somebody doesn't want to have a debate about it, uh, that usually means that they're going to lose that debate because we have we have the truth on our side. Abortion is 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 quackery. Abortion actually harms women, and they're saying that we're the ones harming women and that we're the liars. We're giving women ethical medical care. We're giving women uh, informed consent, the ability to have informed consent. We're giving women um, the ability to to say no to abortion. Because when a woman faces an unplanned pregnancy, she says, I'm stuck, I'm trapped, I've got no other choice, I need to have an abortion. And that's what we do is we come alongside of her and give her the ability to, to say no. And that's true uh, empowerment right there. That's true choice. And they don't want women to have a choice. They only want women to have abortions, which, again, I don't, I, I, you know, I, my hope is that the, this, this, uh, this will fuel the fighting spirit of, 
of the believers that are that are running our operations, the nurses, the doctors, um, the volunteers. Um, you know, this is, I think that Jesus Jesus also said something about how you know this is going to happen. These kinds of attacks and persecutions will happen toward the end of the era, the age. And don't let your love grow cold. He he encouraged us not to let our love grow cold. These kinds of things, you know, they 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 make me so frustrated. They make me angry sometimes. Um, but but we have to be careful and and not let our love grow cold because we're here on mission. We're here to you know we believe that the love of God eventually triumphs over all terror, uh, triumphs over death and sin, and uh, we have to keep living that way despite the fact that we're we're under attack by by a very dark and sinister Maoist Antifa that seeks uh, uh, you know a, a global civilized order that is basically communist. Mm. Reverend, thank you for your time today. For anyone who uh, is listening and who would like to learn more about Compass Care, the work that they do, you can visit compasscarecommunity.com. But Reverend Hardin, we thank you for your time, for joining us today, and for sharing what has happened to your center uh, and how you all are continuing to move forward. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. And that's going to do it for today's episode. And thanks again for joining us here on this Monday at The Daily Signal. If you haven't had a chance already, be sure to check out our evening show that's right here in the same podcast feed where we bring you the top news of the day. Also, if you haven't already, take just a few minutes to leave The Daily Signal podcast a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you like to listen. We love hearing your feedback. Thanks again for joining us today. We hope that you all have a great week, but we'll see you right back here at 5 p.m. for our top news edition. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. Executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Asheris. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.